0: Good morning, Nachum. Good day Shabbos, everybody, and a Hanukkah everybody. Wow! Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayeshev, and it is the uh, second day of Chanukah. So let's just begin with a very important Chanukah halacha, and then, please God, we'll try to connect Chanukah with Parshas Vayeshev. Okay, the most important thing we need to know today is that we cannot use this evening for the second night of Chanukah. We cannot use the small colored candles. And the reason for that is because the candles tonight or the oil tonight has to burn for approximately one hour and twenty minutes. And allow me to explain Why? We light the Hanukkah candles before we light the Shabbos candles. And we're lighting Hanukkah candles approximately 4.10. Maybe just even a few moments before, so we're not rushed. But let's work with 4.10, okay? And now, what's happening? uh, You need to know that throughout the week of Hanukkah, the ideal time to light the menorah is at the end of Shkia or approaching the end of Shkia, which in the New York area is approximately five o'clock, a few moments thereafter. So we have to go from 4:10 to 4:30, 428, which is what Shkia is. There's your 20 minutes it has to go a half an hour till 5 o'clock, which is the best time to light the menorah. And then once the menorah is lit each and every night of Hanukkah, it has to burn for minimally a half an hour. That's going to bring us to 5.30. So you need to have illumination to go from... 4.10 till 5.30, which is your hour and 20 minutes. So, therefore, if your Hanukkah menorah can hold Shabbos candles, the traditional Shabbos candles, they last more than an hour and 20 minutes, no problem. If you don't have a menorah that can accommodate the Shabbos candles, and you don't have an oil menorah, then the next best thing would be to use these tea lights, the small round tea lights, and you don't need a menorah. What you need is two lights. And you'll put a third one off to the side, so that will serve as your shamash, and that can fulfill your mitzvah of Ner hanukkah But it's important, once again, that we do not um, use the small colored candles, number one, and whatever we do, we are especially careful when we are, quote, not playing with fire, but using fire to make sure that the safety of our homes is being maintained at all times. Okay, I'd like to share with you this morning a very basic, important Hanukkah theme, which I think can be connected easily to Parshas Vayeshev. Think about it. The Greeks prided themselves that they were intelligent people. They valued wisdom. And so they prided themselves that they had such philosophers as Aristotle, Socrates, Plato. The only issue is, what kind of intelligence did they recognize and value? And the answer is what we call Seichel Enushi, the intelligence of man, meaning... That which man can understand, that was regarded to them as intelligence, and of that they were proud. But something which man could not understand, that they had no use for. And not only that, they found that type of knowledge to be a threat to them. So. That we, as a people, perform chesed, kindness, visit the sick, or have logical laws that say that if one person damages somebody else, they ought to pay for it. They had no trouble with this. But as we find in the Al Hanisim, that we are adding to the shmone Esrei, and to the Birkas HaMazon, a reminder tonight, that you have to wash. And we have to recite not only Ritze in the Birkas Hamazon, but Alanisim as well. So, in the Alanisim, and we describe what the threat was at that time to the Jewish community, we say that their intention was the Greeks, La'aviram mitzonecha, to cause us to stray and to go away from the chukim, the statutes that God has given us. Those are the laws which to us we do not have the reasons, namely chukim, such as basar b'cholav. I have meat, which is glat kosha. I have milk, which is cholav yisrael. Kosher meat, kosher milk, yet I cannot mix the two. Why not? And there's only one answer, and that's called Seichel Eloka. This emanates from a higher form of intelligence called God. I cannot wear wool and linen together. Why not? Again, it comes from God, and so there are numerous. Very significant chukim, including the Para Aduma, if a person becomes Tamei, and the whole idea of Tuma and Tara, purity and impurity, which interestingly is the topic of the dafyomi that we are studying these days, amazing. If a person is tomai, And they shake your hand. And you contract impurity from them. Could you feel it? Of course not. Could you touch it? Of course not. And so, by us, this is very real. You have been under the same roof as a dead body. You are Tomei. To us, this is very real. To the Greeks, they could not accept this. And therefore, think about it. They had the opportunity, if they wanted, to destroy the base Hamikdash. They chose not to. They did not. The idea of our having a temple did not bother them. But what did bother them was the belief in the concept of purity and impurity. Because that made no sense to them. That is, as we know, Seichel Eloka, coming from God on high. And therefore, what did they do? As the Gemara tells us in Shabbos 21b, when it describes the miracle of Hanukkah, so we're taught that tim'u kol hashmanim. they went out of their way to intentionally make the oil that was in our base HaMikdash in the temple, Tomei. They went out of their way as if they were... Ugh showing it to us and sticking us and saying to us, here, we're going to show you what your, quote, impurity is all about and how meaningless it is, etc. So it is specifically the chukim, it is specifically the laws that do not have a rational sense to mankind that they try to get us and to rid us therefrom. And therefore, very interestingly, think about it. When we light the candles tonight, as we do every night, we say, These lights that we are lighting are holy. And we don't have the right to utilize them for any other purpose. Now, what does that mean? Think about it. Why not? So your first answer is going to be, well, our lighting of the menorah in our homes is to remind us of the lighting of the menorah in the Beis Mikdash, which was done every morning and every afternoon. And just as one was not permitted to get benefit from the lighting of the menorah in the base HaMikdash if there was such a thing as a uh, cigarette which had nutritional value. Wow! Such a thing you could not light up from the lights of the menorah. So we too emulate the lighting of the menorah in our own homes which think about is giving our own home at the time that we light the Ner Hanukkah a kind of designation as a mini Beit Hamikdash, but in keeping with the theme of Hanukkah, watch—they let they lit excuse me lights candles every night without electricity. If you don't light candles, you're in the dark. So every single night of the year on Shabbos before Shabbos, but every night of the year they lit candles. Having said that, Manishtana, what would be so different about the lights of Hanukkah? And the answer is, all year long they lit candles specifically for the purpose of utilizing that light so they could see. Here, what are we doing? We are once again doing something which, to anybody else, This makes absolutely no sense, but this is our way of affirming that we are observing not only those laws of Judaism that we understand, but even those which we don't understand because we recognize that it comes from on high. And therefore, our lighting of the menorah is our way of saying, thank you, Hashem, for giving us the privilege of perpetuating not just that which we understand, but even that which we don't understand, because we recognize this is your will and this is your desire. My friends, what's happening in Vayeshev? Wow, on the surface, it could be one of the most drama-filled partios. We have the brothers that sell The brothers are jealous of Joseph, and Yaakov sends Yosef to see the brothers, and the brothers say, Oh my goodness, here he comes, and the fact that Yosef even finds them. Father says to Yosef, go to Shechem, and he goes to Shechem, and they're not there. And so he's wandering, looking for them, and in theory, he can go right back home. And the Torah tells us, A man finds him. And Rashi tells us that, who is this man? This is none other than the angel, Gavriel, that God sends. Because what's happening here, as you are so taken up by the actual story, of the brothers selling Yosef. And then you're following Yosef and his heroism in Egypt in resisting the seduction of his master's wife. You can get so caught up in the story and where is he at the end of the parsha? He's in jail and he is interpreting the dreams of the butler and the baker in jail. You can get so caught up in the story that you forget as the Ramban tells us, Whoa! Ramban says on that verse, ehu ish, that a man found him, and we know as we mentioned who is this man says the Ramban that the Torah is teaching us Kiagazerah m s Pacharrito Sheker. The Torah is telling us that that which God said to Avram at the bris Absorim, back in chapter 15 in Beresha, verse 13, Yodoa teida, you shall surely know that your children, your descendants, are going to be uh, uh, Geir, eved, inui. They're going to be strangers, they're going to be enslaved, they're going to be persecuted for 400 years, etc. This has to happen. The Torah is teaching us, the Torah is reminding us that behind this story, there's somebody who is completely and totally calling the shots, directing the story. This is the very first of our 13 basic principles of faith. Says the Rambam, I believe, not probably most probably, but I believe with complete and total faith, Shaborei is Barach Shemo that the Creator, blessed be His name, hu borei, He is number one, the one who creates, Umani lechol habruim, and He guides, He directs, He is in control over all the creatures, and therefore, just as we look back. And we watch the story of Yosef and his brothers unfold each year. Remember, there's no such thing as a Bible story. There are only Bible lessons. And the answer is that he is the one who's in control. He is directing history. He is moving history along to its ultimate destiny. Then we should understand that just as Joseph and his brothers were on the stage, put in your name. And put in, not your siblings necessarily, but all those around you. We too are on the stage of history. And we too are being directed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in what direction are we being directed? Go to the second chapter of the Prophet Chagai. There are only two chapters, but the Navi Chagai tells us very clearly in his prophecy to Pasuk Nine Hazel, Acharon. At the very beginning, when they built the second base Hamigdash, which required the Navi, and we had Chagai, Zachariah, Malachi, the Navi says, "Great will be the honor and glory of." Habayis hazel achron, the last one, minorishon. And the rabbis tell us that we're talking about not the second Beis hamigdosh, which paled compared to the first one, but rather, please God, the forthcoming third Beis hamigdosh. Read carefully and follow tomorrow. If you can go to shul, fine. And if not at home, read slowly. The avtora from Chagai's contemporary Zacharia, and he speaks of that vision of the golden menorah that has become the symbol of the quote state of Israel. And look what you find to the right and the left of this golden menorah. You have the. Um, uh, two tr- olive, golden trees, uh, c- uh, correct. And you have the oil miraculously coming in. And what is it? Basically, the rabbis tell us it refers to the Kohen Gadol and the king who are anointed with the oil. And we're talking about an age of prosperity. None of this existed during the time of the second on Migdash. But guess, yeah, guess what? It's on its way. It's coming. And this is what we are affirming when we light that little candle tonight. Two candles tonight and a shamash. Proclaim to us how proud and honored we are to maintain this halacha which our people have been doing for over Two thousand years. Ask yourself: How many people perpetuate with such exactitude and precision as Mika Amcho Yisrael, our Jewish people? Our very observance of Chanukah is another divine wink to all of us that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is with us, and thank God we are with Him. And it's to our glorious destiny of the third Beis Mikdash that we are lighting. And affirming each and every night of Hanukkah, I take this opportunity of wishing Nachum and his family and our entire family of listeners to the Nahum Siegel app to realize Ashrenu Matov how privileged we are to, with all the challenges of the pandemic about us, to pause for a moment and realize how privileged we are to be on the stage of world history, bringing each day the world closer to that third and glorious Beis HaMikdash. Shabbat Shalom and a Lecha to all.